Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company. They offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Piquinell, your Jam That Champion, the Tribal Pete uh, himself, and I'm joined, as always, by my intangible co-host, the Wise Man Tempest. I am wise, and I am mm. a man, and I am. That's... What was the third thing you said? The, the intangible co-host Tempest. Yeah, that's the thing. Yep, it's a Simpsons reference. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, bud? Oh, you know, we're getting into that WrestleMania time of year. You got to kind of plan everything well in advance and make mm-hmm. sure everything's taken care of. So my brain's a little bit fried, but on the whole, I would say I'm I'm doing well. Good. Preparation H does feel good on the whole. <laughs> on the whole. Well, I'm glad we're sprinkling the same lingity. Um, I... <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, Tempest, about Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> because we've already been talking about it in 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 the DMs, in in the in the chats uh for a little bit. Cause you messaged me. Because obviously it was last week, it was last Saturday's podcast where I, I purchased Pokemon Legends Arceus uh during the, the podcast bits. And uh on on NXT, I was like, Tempest, you have to get this game. It's so good. And you said, I'm getting it, it's on its way. It's now a few days afterwards. Have you got Pokemon? Have you been playing it, Tempest? I have got Pokemon. I have been playing Pokemon. Look, you can see my Pokemon right here. <laughs> That's my trainer ID. No, now there's Pokemon. Oh my god, they're fighting. Anyway. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh man. It's a fun game. Very it's engaging. Such a good game. It's such a good game. I haven't played as much of it this week as I'd like, but it's such a fun game. I I'm not a completionist. I'm I'm never really like I have to 100% a game or anything. I feel compelled to complete this game. It's like I need to get to research level 10 for every single Pokemon in that friggin' Pokédex. Oh, it's good. Good luck to you. That's it's a, a good lot. Game though, isn't it? It's good though. It's oh, fun. I mean, catching Pokémon so fun. much fun. Yeah. What's your I've just been like walking around and just like I'm just gonna wander. Maybe I'll find something. Yeah, that's all I it's, need from a game like this. It, it's fun to wander. Yeah. What a, what a, what a crazy concept for a Pokemon game. But what's your what's your current team right now? Wait, yeah. what? Sorry. Yeah, what's your current team right now? Oh, my current. Oh, that's a good question. I don't even know. Let me see. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just pull this up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, my current team. Come on. Is Quilava, Eevee, Scyther, 
Monferno, Cadabra, uh, and Golbat. Nice. Nice. Some of those might get swapped out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I need two fire starters on my team, but no. Nah. And it's a, it's the same with me because I've got Typhlosion and uh, Arcanine right now. It's like I don't I don't need both of them. I just like both of them. They're cool. Um, yeah, it's a, I I genuinely can't get over how how good a game it is. Like I just want to keep playing it all the time. Yeah, um, it's pretty wild because mm. I know like I won't let myself go and play it for like 15 minutes because that 15 minutes will turn into two hours yeah. like that Easily. i'm just gone yeah. yeah so i have to set aside my video game playing time now it's so frustrating i just want to have like a day to just sit down and play which to be fair is like the first day i got the game after on that saturday evening after we finished the the podcast that was just i'm gonna play the game yeah. And it was the whole evening, and it was great, and I loved it. Um, I I can't wait to play it more. Uh, I think I might have an email or two, but let's Ooh. get into talking into the main portion of this show to start with, uh, and we'll talk about some more stuff afterwards. What? No, you can't make me. I don't want to talk about SmackDown. Well, unfortunately, sometimes we have to. But don't worry, I've got a little thing that will hopefully make us be a bit more positive about this show, but probably not. Let's talk about it. He's back, Pete! Did you miss him so much? <laughs> yeah, Goldberg is back in WWE, and he's fighting Roman Reigns for the Universal title. What could go wrong? <sighs> Welcome to the Russell Talk Podcast review of SmackDown and Rampage. I am... Chopper Pete Cornell, your tribal Pete, your jam that champion. Acknowledge Pete. And I'm joined by my wise man, Tempest. Welcome to I'm the review. Wise and I'm a man. That is indeed correct. Send in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. And the first thing we need to talk about is Goldberg. So, I'm just going to come out and say it. This episode of SmackDown was horrendous. It was bad. It was, it was real, real bad. bad. Um, and, you know, listening back to my edited review that I did earlier on the main Rustock channel, thought I was quite generous, actually, in that uh, I said that it was going to be a one out of five show, but I really enjoyed the tag match that there was, the New Day versus Los Lotharis. So that was good fun which might just bump it up to a two. So I gave it a two in the end, but I feel like I should have given it a one because it was awful. This whole show was really bad. Um, an example of why it was, why even something good on the show then has a negative asterisk next to it was this opening promo segment with Reigns and the Usos and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman back alongside Roman Reigns and... This started off well. Paul Heyman came out and talked about his motivations as to why he sided with Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. And 
his kind of like character motivation through the whole thing and what I really enjoyed about it, which is what I anticipated and what I read into it when it happened at the Rumble. Because I think uh, Ollie and Luke mentioned on their Rumble review, they were like, oh, it's a bit of a convoluted, weird plan, though. Like, why did he even leave Reigns in the first place? I read it as this was a legitimate change of heart. Like, he legitimately did tell Reigns how he feel. He got fired. He sided with Lesnar. But he realized he wanted to go back to Reigns. And that's what he explained, is that, hey, no, I, I legitimately, I got fired by Roman Reigns. I got punched in the face. It was all great. Uh, but then I realized I needed to come back. I At the Royal Rumble, I realized that, you know, I shouldn't have been protecting uh, Reigns from Lesnar. I should have been protecting Lesnar from Reigns. Uh, he he's the real deal. He's the guy that you know. I wanna I wanna hitch my wagon to basically. And for me, that makes a lot of sense. It fits with Heyman's character motivation. It was a good explanation. It shows character development, even though we've ended up in the same place we started. It's still good. It's character progression. I enjoyed this this part of the promo. I thought it was good. Sure, sure. I agree. Yeah, I don't really have any differing thoughts. No, from that. it's just like yeah. You know, I've been like mildly interested in the whole Paul Heyman Roman Reigns thing and just kind of letting this one play out. Mm -hmm. It's it's playing out. Yeah. Things are happening. Yeah. yeah, and it's good. But then, but then, but then, but then, this whole segment deflated because it got a Goldberg puncture. Uh Goldberg came out uh and said, I'm next. Why? <laughs> What clause does Goldberg have in his contract that gives him guaranteed title shots anytime he wants them? I saw a comment on my editor review earlier that said, oh man, I didn't realize that Goldberg had an unlimited money in the bank contract. <laughs> Which pretty was much. pretty apt. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty apt. Um, and it is really bad. Okay, the thing is as well, is that Goldberg coming in and he said, I acknowledge you as my next victim. Sick burn, by the way. Yeah. Um, the thing with Goldberg coming back is that every time he's come back since like 2020 or whatever, he's just walked into a title shot, right? And he loses. No, yeah, no, no story, no build, no nothing. He just walks in and he gets a title shot, which is real bad. The thing is, if he came in and got a title shot because he had earned one, it's still bad because I'm not interested in seeing Goldberg fight for a title, but at least there's a reason, right? Sure. And I feel like you you could make a story out of this, especially because they were supposed to fight at WrestleMania 36. That match never happened. There's enough of a story there to make it happen. And he can come in and be like, I'm still owed that universal title match that, you know, that we were supposed to have. And Reigns can be like, you know, uh, no, you haven't earned it, you moron. And you can play into, you know, he's scared of Goldberg or whatever you want to have. And you can have something like Goldberg, you know, if you'd have done this, if you had set this up beforehand, if you had had lo longer time between the Rumble and Elimination Chamber, you can have Goldberg, like, tormenting Paul Heyman until Roman Reigns relents and gives him the title shot, which shows that Reigns still actually cares for Heyman. You know, oh, it's a little bit of character development. It's something that's more than Goldberg coming in and just going, like, me. <laughs> it, it's oh. so bad. Goldberg being back and fighting for a title is bad in and, in and of itself. But him coming in and just jumping to the front of the queue and just being like, title shot is really bad. Why did they book the Seth Rollins match the way they did? <sighs> yeah, and there was no Seth on the show. That whole thing is not followed up on. And Ollie was saying, oh, oh no, I love that finish from Royal Rumble because it's definitely going to lead to something. No, Ollie, you fool. Of course it's not going to lead to anything. 
they just did it so they wanted Seth to win and Roman to they wanted to protect Seth. <laughs> All right. I don't think I've ever been on a podcast in which I needed to talk about Goldberg. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I've got a lot of fresh Goldberg thoughts for the content. Yeah. My Goldberg take is I don't think Goldberg is the problem. Because you can use anybody the right way. You mm-hmm. know, it's the same way that you that everyone gets pissed off that they're not using Ricochet, they're not using Chad Gable, they're not using Mustafa Ali, whoever. Name a million guys. They're not mm-hmm. using them right. They're not using Goldberg right. No. And it's, it's almost more baffling because how do you mess up Goldberg? <laughs> He's a big guy and he beats people up. That's it. Start. Stop. That's the full character. You ha- you take like one really annoying heel every six months or so and they get on everyone's nerves. And then you know what? Oh, Goldberg's here. He's going to kill him. Put it on pay-per-view. I'll watch it. I was there for him versus Dolph Ziggler and it was good. <laughs> I loved it. Everyone loved it because they did it right. I think that's the one time they have used Goldberg correctly since his WWE return. It's just, like, baffling to me because it's so, like, simple. You don't need to do crazy big plans. You just take an annoying heel that can take a loss and you put them against Goldberg and Goldberg kills them. Like, how have we not gotten Goldberg against Baron Corbin or uh, The Miz or whoever, you know? It's not that hard. They're, like, complicating matters. Yeah, it's very stupid. Uh, I'm not excited to see Goldberg back. I'm not excited <sighs> to see Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Uh, it's an elimination chamber. It got made official, by the way, later on the Ooh. show. They just said it's official now. Great. How the hell did that come to pass? I'm not even going to question it. Uh, <laughs> like they just they just said it's official now. It's going to be Reigns versus Goldberg at elimination chamber. Yeah. Great. Cool. cool. Can't wait. It's going to be real bad. I'm like morbidly curious. Goldberg versus Sami Zayn. That's what the chat is saying. Yes. Yeah. Do that. I mean, I'm still be sad because I love Sami Zayn, but he's totally a guy who could take an amazing bump for Goldberg. It's perfect. <sighs> it's it's so it's depressing. Funny. It's yeah. It's 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 not funny. It's depressing. It's, it's I don't understand it, but it's funny because in 2020. I was like the one guy. I was like, I kind of want to see Goldberg like beat the fiend. I just want to see it. I want to. I'm, I'm on the side of chaos. I would be a lot more upset if he beat Roman Reigns compared to the fiend. Really? But that, oh yeah, I did not care about the fiend at all. The oh, fiend lost me after like SummerSlam when he debuted. Oh, the fiend's I was peak well was the there. Train. I never never been a, a fan of the feed. Regardless, this this would be something. You build up Roman Reigns for a year and a half and you give it to Goldberg. That's chaos. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're an agent of chaos. That's that's the timeline. Madness. How are we here again? It's like deja vu. It's the same part of the year. They're going to the same mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. It'll happen again, isn't it? I... <laughs> This one guy's gonna wake up on February 19th or whatever it is. He's gonna be like, you know what? Goldberg today. And then Goldberg's gonna beat Roman Reigns clean in like three minutes. It's gonna be the craziest thing we've ever seen. And then you get Goldberg versus Lesnar at WrestleMania. What everyone yep. wants, right? 
Oh, Lord. Oh, no. I can totally see it happening. Yeah. Oh, no. It's totally plausible. I'm not giving WWE any benefit of the doubt, ever. Mm. Ever again, ever. They can't mess up anything. Oh, my God. Uh, So, Timson and I were were talking about this. We we were talking yesterday, and... I came up with a bit because both of us have been a little bit obsessed with uh, Pokemon lately, right? And we're also well known for being quite negative towards WWE shows because they what? suck. No, never. Yeah. Uh, never. So I said we should come Love up with a little bit where what we could do is we could force ourselves to say something nice about WWE. <laughs> and as a little reward, we could very quickly then just go and catch a Pokemon on Pokemon Legends Arceus. And we could make it very quick and it'll be a little, little bit for us to be a bit more positive. We chose... A really bad week <laughs> to make this happen. Because <sighs> this show sucked so much more than normal. Yeah. This was a bad one. Yeah. You know? And like, I didn't bad. get angry watching anything on the show. I was like, it's just a bad show. Yeah. You know, it's just a bad, bad show. Bad SmackDown. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not worth getting worked up over. I say, as I will inevitably, inevitably will get worked 100% up. I will 100% be getting worked up over it later. Minutes. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago... If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Let's get into some of your ultra chats now. See what you guys think about Goldberg. Gorg. Gorg. Liam Leonard comes in to say, Hi guys, I hope you guys are well after this episode. This is just painful to watch live. Watching the exact same matches and results is just no way to book a show. And I just question my sanity watching the show. F this effing company. Back to Yu-Gi-Oh, please. Oh, where is it? It's over here. Hang on. 
I got it. I got it. I can't pick it up, but I got it. It's Braun Breaker, the Magical Warrior. <laughs> I had to fight for that one. Jesus. It wasn't readily available like last time. Nope. Um, but yes, the the report from uh, Fight Force Select earlier this week, Luke messaged me about the, this this morning, actually. Because Luke messaged me to be like, that show sucked. I was like, I know. It was real bad. Uh, and he was saying, he was correct in saying, like, the report from Fightful saying that, you know, outside of four people, nothing matters. Oh, yeah. that, that is SmackDown. They care about <sighs> Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar yeah. and now Goldberg. Yeah. And that's it. They do not care about anything else or anyone else. And it sucks. Man, like, Fightful Select puts out, like, this is the card for smackdown basically this mm-hmm. is the internal sheet this is what's happening on smackdown and yeah. i always look at it and i was like oh god because it's always natalia versus alia Baron corbin and bad cat boss are interrupting some segment yeah it's terrible <laughs> who could put this on paper and be like yes that will go to air i don't get it i don't get it have some pride in your work god damn <sighs> or sell the company Either way, I'm happy. Yeah. Take pride in your work or sell mm-hmm. a company. Yep. Charles Bird said, uh, so happy to I see you. I blow my nose at you, WWE. I didn't mute my mic for that reason. Charles Berg said, so happy to see Goldberg back. Yeah, he may be 70 years old, and yes, he is a garbage wrestler, and sure, he gives off the vibe of a major diva, and I know he's taking spots for more deserving people, and he's a bit of a it's asterisk, so I don't know. But uh, I forgot my point. I agree, Charles Berg. <sighs> um, Can I get, like, one match that I want with Goldberg? Like, give me the Riddle match or something. Yeah. Give me something a little more inspired. Mm-hmm. Bazo Banks. And I don't even want to get started with Oldberg. Like Sasha said on the Broken Skull Sessions, you can bring in the outside names, but you should be paying the talent to do what they're doing. You have the talent. What's the problem? That's a great question. Mm. You know, like I don't, I don't know that they have the argument now, whether they have the best roster or not, because I think AEW has them edged out. But until recently, that I don't think that was the case. There's no reason a roster this good should be putting on shows that are this bad. Yep. Carlos Ocano said, first time doing this. Thank you. You guys are awesome. I'm so happy WWE is seeing what AEW is doing, pushing the young talent, and WWE does the same by pushing young and upcoming wrestlers like Goldberg and Johnny Knoxville. Johnny Knoxville was like the one highlight of the Royal Rumble. Yeah. He threw one punch, and I was like, cool. I'm sold. Johnny yeah. Knoxville. Russell hey, man. That one elbow strike was real good. Yeah. It was Probably nice. One. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> we'll get into more of your old Hey, chat. what's that? Hey, we like something in the Royal Rumble. That's the WWE I mean, thing. Catch, catch a Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, catch, Pokemon. catch a Pokemon. I did not think about doing this with the championship on my shoulder. It's real awkward. Uh-huh. Why am I crouching? Run. I to, there's an Abra in front of me. Where I are the Pokemon? To... Abra are really hard uh, to get. Uh, uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Go. Catch. Catch. Come on. Come on. Got it. Got a worm pole. I got an Abra. Hell yeah. <laughs> the first Abra I got. This is how Pokemon takes over Wrestle Talk. Nice. I'll take it. Hey man, if we're positive about WWE, we get to catch a Pokemon. That's the rule.
Anyway, yeah. it's time to stop being positive because let's talk about the rest of SmackDown. Real quick though, I just wanted to point out because I saw Luke in the in the chat earlier. Um, I now have my championship back, as you can see, your new champion. Thank you, the, the Royal Rumble. That's great. But the thing is. Luke had this title that he stole from me by using the jam in the jar. He had it from Survivor Series all the way to Royal Rumble and didn't defend the title once. Right? Now, for me, for me, that's some BS, right? If you got a title that looks this good, you should be defending that, right? Sure. So, just to be fair, you know, I'd love to defend my title. I'm, I'm a fighting champion. I love defending my belt. But just in the interest of fairness... With Elimination Chamber coming up in a couple of weeks. I just don't think I'm going to defend it there. Luke took day one off. I'm just going to take Elimination Chamber off. I think that's fair. If he can get away with not defending his belt. I don't think I'm going to defend my belt. I think that's easy enough. That seems fair. Hey, right? I skipped a Quizlevania. Yeah. You can do it. It's totally fine, right? <laughs> so I think we'll just, just skip Elimination Chamber. That's fine, right? Don't need to worry about it past that. I'll just keep anyway. keep a hold of the belt until Revolution or WrestleMania or past them because I'm going to keep winning. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into reviewing the rest of this episode of SmackDown. Let's get through it quick so I can banish this memory from my brain. Uh, okay, so the last three weeks, Sheamus and Ridge Holland have beaten Ricochet and... I love this. Uh, Ricochet and Cesaro, respectively, for the last three weeks. So this week, we had Ricochet versus Ridge Holland. Uh-huh. Ricochet won. Wow! A babyface won! Cool, that's mm-hmm. the end of the segment, I'm happy. After an ad break, it was then a tag match of... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ricochet now. and Cesaro versus Ridge Holland and Sheamus. <laughs> it was the same as last week. Rich Holland pins Cesaro again. Why? <laughs> Why? I don't know. I have no idea. Absolutely no idea. I don't know where any of this is going. They don't know where it's going. I don't know that it's going anywhere. It's not they're going just, anywhere. You know? You know? They just bunch people together and watch them kind of walk around each other. Like, Ricochet just won. He pinned Ridge Holland. And then after an ad break, unexplained, it was just a tag match now. And then, yeah, Ridge Holland just pinned Cesaro. Like, <laughs> it's just the same as last week. Who cares? Like, Did you know, Pete? Because mm. I, I mentioned this in one of my YouTube videos mm. over on uh, Tempest Slice Wrestling. Yeah. Subscribe. In my video talking about Roman Reigns and how they're doing a really good job with Roman Reigns, I talk about how that extends to the people that he's feuding with, and in particular around that tie with Cesaro. Mm -hmm. And with the exception of the Elimination Chamber, where everyone gets pinned or submitted or whatever, Cesaro had not lost a match since before the Royal Rumble. He just won all his matches, got a title shot. He hasn't won a match since May. What the hell is that about? What the hell is that about? That is unacceptable. Know, yeah. It's Cesaro. Yeah. God damn. I don't know, man. 
Um, <clears throat> after that, yep. <laughs> got Jimmy Uso versus Eric of the Viking Raiders. Hey, it's a fresh matchup because they've got a tag title match at Elimination Chamber. Uh, this match went literally. I timed it one minute and twenty seconds, and Jimmy Uso won. Nice. Whoop de do. You know what I always say is funny. His ring name is Eric. Yep. That's gonna go on the marquee of WrestleMania. Yep. <sighs> I don't Eric. know if it's better or worse than Ivar. I think it's worse. Ivar at least, at least sounds like Vikingy, you know? Sure. Yeah. Eric's just a, a name. Eric. Oh yeah, it's my buddy Eric. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, made the Viking Raiders look like great legitimate challenges to the tag titles, I'm sure, by losing in a minute. And then, Tempest, and then we got a recap of Natalia and Aaliyah from three weeks ago. And then we got a recap of Natalia and Aaliyah from two weeks ago. And then we got Natalia versus Aaliyah from this week. And next week, it's going to be Natalia versus Aaliyah. (laughs) I don't... I. I am not like a confrontational person. Mm. I, I try to avoid conflict. Yes. If someone came to me and said Aaliyah versus Natalia four weeks in a row, I would probably inflict harm upon them. Mm. I would probably punch them. I'm just be like, what are you on about? Why? <laughs> Who thinks that this is what fans want to see? God, there's like one Natalia fan out there that's like losing their mind every week. It's like, oh, she's gonna get Aaliyah next week. Gotta tune in. Gotta see it. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Shout out to my two Canadian girls. Two Canadians are wrestling on SmackDown. Mm. That's cool. That's nice. Yeah. Aaliyah won via count out in this one, by the way. Yeah. They got to like a count of nine, and then Aaliyah chucked Natalia into the barricade and then rolled in and then celebrated by going like <sighs> I won! Oh my god! It's like you're a wrestler. You win. Yeah. You, you won should before. be used to winning. You don't want you to be, be a loser. <laughs> oh nice. man. And then later on, there's a backstage segment. Atali was like, "I need another match against Leah," and they were like, "Okay." So, getting yeah. that again. So, like, okay, please, Daddy, just leave us alone. We don't care. Yeah. We then got little backstage segment where Drew Gulak and Shotzi were seen backstage together. Don't know what that's about. And then Drew McIntyre walked past them. And on commentary, Pat McAfee went, is that Drew Gulak with Shotzi? And then Michael Cole went, is that Drew McIntyre? Like, yes. Why are you, why are you confused about that? It's quite clearly Drew McIntyre. He's walking at the camera. And you can see him. It's little things that annoy me, Tempest. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever Pat, uh, Pat McAfee. That is his name. I wanted to call him Matt McAfee. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he like... He gets himself really riled up. I'm just like, please, yeah, turn it down just a little bit, you just, know, just a little bit, a little bit, yeah. But then Drew McIntyre came out for an in-ring promo. We saw the recap. I didn't count how long all of the recaps were on this show. It might oh, be the longest yeah, one that the there's show. ever been. Yeah, because this was insane. There was a recap of Drew getting attacked by Corbin and Moss. Uh, he then came out in the promo and essentially said. Came second in the Rumble, but that doesn't matter right now because I really don't like Corbin. Which is just what's, like... What's a WrestleMania title shot compared right? to beating up Baron Corbin? It's so insane. It just makes it look completely... Like, 
the men's Royal Rumble was not received very well. It makes it look like even more of a joke when the guy who came second, who came this close to winning, getting a main event title shot at WrestleMania, is just like, ah, I care more about Corbin right now. It's, it's really How frustrating. I'm going to be so sad watching Drew McIntyre face Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. Please don't. Like, that's going to be his WrestleMania match. And I'm going to be so sad. Yeah. He makes Madcap Moss tell a joke at sword point. He's pointing his sword at him and makes him tell a joke. And you know what? It's probably the best joke the Madcap Moss has done. That doesn't mean it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then he hits him with a claymore. Not the sword. The move. And then... He's got to hit someone with a sword eventually. Eventually, right? He's got to. He's a sword. Someone needs to get impaled eventually. Yep. Uh, we got confirmation later that it is going to be Drew McIntyre versus Mad Cat Moss at Elimination Chamber. Can't wait. What a pay-per-view match. Sorry, a premium live event match. Yep. Yep. Uh, Sami Zayn gets thrown off the Jackass premiere. We got a little video clip of that. Sami's with Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville. Says he wants an intercontinental title match, which he's getting in two weeks. Then that's when Natalia came in and said her thing about Aaliyah. Cool. Glad that Sammy's getting his title shot. How all this works. Like, how does the kayfabe booking process work? It doesn't. You know? It doesn't, but yeah. I want to know what, what Adam Pierce and Sonya Deville do when they're not standing side by side in their one little corner of their office mm-hmm. in front of a camera. Like, what are they yeah. doing during the day? I don't know. Um, they're like NPCs. Turn off the camera yes. and stop existing. Yes, that's what it is. They're NPCs. 100%. Boogs' guitar didn't work for the entrance, which is getting a Because this show needed more things to go wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, even that bad. I just found it quite funny. Yeah. And then Nakamura faced Jinder Mahal championship contenders match, despite the fact that Nakamura already has a number one contender. Yeah. I, I thought of you when I saw that. Mm. Gotta be honest. And then Shinsuke won in a couple minutes yeah. against Jinder. It's better than Jinder winning. True. It is better than Jinder winning. Oh, he finally got his win back from SummerSlam. Oh, great. That made, it, that made it worth it. You know, yep. I can't believe that we're getting Shinsuke Nakamura versus Sami Zayn, and I don't care. I think That's I, I think I said exactly that like two three weeks ago. Where I was just like, I rewatched Takeover Dallas recently, mm. and that match is like magical. There is like an essence in the air. There's like fairy dust in the air for that match. Now we're getting it on SmackDown. I don't care. It's heartbreaking, really. Mm. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So. This next section of the show was unbelievable because it was nothing happened for ages. There was 12 minutes, exactly 12 minutes of actual SmackDown programming and also two ad breaks, right? On top of that. So adds a few extra minutes on top of that, right? For each ad break. What we got in that time was two backstage segments. That's it. 
unbelievable. Like, because I I went to like sports broadcasting school. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. You know, they teach you how to time out a show. If you're light on a wrestling show, give the matches more time. <laughs> Why is that a difficult concept? I don't know, man. Oh. Like, okay, just to, to yeah. run it down what happened, right? To the be bell fair, goes. I don't think I want to see Jimmy Uso versus Eric for longer than a minute. I don't think no. I want to see Natalia versus Aaliyah for more than a minute. So Pickens are slim, gender and Shinsuke, I mean, but still. I reckon Jimmy and Eric could put, put on a half-decent match. I think they're pretty yeah, good. Probably. Yeah. But good God. So... The bell goes for Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke. Shinsuke wins. He's taunting Sammy on commentary. Okay. Cut to a recap of the opening promo between Reigns and Goldberg. Then it gets made official. It's Reigns versus Goldberg at Elimination Chamber with the graphic. Great. Then we get a, a an ad break, I think. And then we get an ad for WrestleMania saying it's X amount of days away. Then we get a video recap of Naomi and Sonya Deville's feud at the Royal Rumble. Uh, and then we get the backstage promo where Naomi comes in and Sonya Deville says it's going to be Naomi versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship next week. I'm sure that will go great. Then we get a video package of Goldberg because that's what we really need is time spent on who's Goldberg. And then the New Day come out for their match against Los Lotharios. But then it cuts to a video package of Bianca Belair interviewing an Olympian. I forget who. Sorry. Uh it was for, for Black History Month. And then there was another picture recap of the Royal Rumble. And then we get confirmation of Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss at Elimination Chamber with the, the graphic and everything. And then Natalia has a backstage segment and says she's going to tell Aaliyah about her match next week, but then she chickens out after Zia Lee comes out of the women's locker room. And then Los Lotharios come out. There's a second ad break somewhere in there as well. Like, how? That's how does that get written down? <laughs> <laughs> yeah who writes that down and like that has to get past people that has to be seen by multiple people i don't get it i don't i don't understand i do not understand how that how that can pass you have a two backstage segments which are basically nothing right and you have one entrance for the new day going into los lotharios they then made their entrance not even in an ad break. They just made their entrance straight after before they even got into the match. Like this was nothing happened. I can't, I can't say it enough <laughs> times that nothing happens on this show. It's just, yeah. it's nothing of substance. It's just recap packages. That's it. Imagine paying to go to SmackDown. I can't imagine buying a ticket and going to SmackDown. You're to see Natalia and Aaliyah. And then backstage segments oh, for 15 minutes. God. Oy vey. Unreal. Unreal. I was feeling <laughs> so mad yeah. at this show, right? Real mad at this show. And then they had the audacity to put on a good match. All right? How yeah. dare they? How dare they put on a good match? New Day versus Los Lotharios was really fun. I really enjoyed this match. Because it just came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting anything out of this match. I was expecting to go a couple minutes and have New Day win. Sure, whatever. They had a proper good match. They told a story. They had really fun action. They had a climactic finish. Loads of near falls towards the end. I bought a couple of the near falls as the finish. I thought it was really, really good stuff. And New Day won in the end with the Midnight Hour. It was 
a really fun match. And then that's all you need. And I was like, you guys know how to structure a match. Do that more. Like, this is fun. Do more of this stuff. It was a really good match. Yeah. It was a really good little match. I like everyone involved. Everyone did a good job. Yeah. You know, it's just like, just do this. You know, like, I, I remember there was some podcast I did with Ollie where we were reviewing Dynamite. I forget when it was exactly, but there was some tag match during the show. It might have been the, the Arn Anderson Glock show, actually, because I think it was like oh. Cody and uh, Lee Johnson against FTR or something. Mm-hmm. And it was like a perfect three star match. Mm-hmm. Perfect for TV. There should be no reason you can't have at least one of those on your show like every week. Yeah. Just send a couple guys out there to wrestle for like 12 minutes. You don't need to smoke and mirrors, bedazzle this. Just put some wrestling on your wrestling show. It's easy. Easy concept. Yeah. You know? exactly. It doesn't need to be complicated. No, it, clearly, really you know, because we got this match. Like this yeah. is a good example of it. You know, yeah. just do this more often. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But Tempest, yeah. it was a good match. That means we've been positive about WWE. Let's have some more Pokemon. We get to catch something because we, we said yeah, something nice. Catch another Pokemon. There's another uh, Abra. I think I'm going to try and get it. Oh, no, he's gone far uh, away from me. I'm going to see if I can get him with one of them. nowhere near any Pokemon. No! What is that? What is that? I think it's a Weasel. I've got a shiny Weasel, away from by me. the way, from a Pokemon yeah. Master and everything. Oh, what, what was that? Oh, my God. It's, it's, what is that? Is it a Ponyta? Yeah. I haven't worked out trajectory in this game yet. What the? Oh, I'm, try- I'm, trying, I'm trying to catch a Sabra. <laughs> the balls just keep bouncing off of him. Oh, oh God. Uh, okay, 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 okay. There's an Alpha uh, Starabia. This, this isn't going well. This isn't going well, guys. I'll, I gotta be honest. I might have, oh my God. I might have to tone down the, the positivity a little bit. Because <laughs> I'm not. Gum! Oh dear! All of the all of the balls are missing. This is bad. Pete, why 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 are you bad? Hold on, I'm gonna have to get over here into a different patch of grass. See if I can catch this weasel. <gasps> I think well, it's just gone down. Because boom, you, you can't see it at all because there's a glare. But no, nope. come, come on, come on, whatever. No, nope. I tried. I didn't even catch it. I've given up. <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to get? I was trying to catch a drift loon or something. It was like a little six, and it wouldn't get the ball. I. I've just found a sleeping weasel, so I'm gonna. Oh, I got him! I got him! Stupid weasel! Why are you taking a nap, idiot? idiot. To the real world. Anyway, oh. um, hey, we were positive about a thing. Then after that, of course, I was like, okay, good <sighs> match. Maybe the show can turn around. Let me got a recap of. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. I caught it. I did. I, I couldn't see it. I promise. Yeah. Uh, we got a recap of the Women's Rumble and Ronda Rousey, which just was when, oh, right, okay, yeah, never mind. Um, then Charlotte Flair came out for the main event segment. This segment was real bad oh, yeah. for many, many reasons. <sighs> so. I didn't get mad at anything on this show. This mm-hmm. was the closest. Yeah. I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So Charlotte Flair came out. Sonia Deville joined her in the ring. Sonia Deville then said, Ronda Rousey has chosen Becky Lynch for WrestleMania. 
And I went, according to who? Yeah. And I said, that's a really um, anticlimactic way to announce that. That's weird. And the then do the match. That's how you announce it. Yeah. No swerve. That's how you do it. Yeah. And then, and then she says that Charlotte Flair, after she beats Naomi next week, because Naomi's getting a, a title match, she gets to choose who she wants for WrestleMania. Which, now correct me if I'm wrong, that was the prize if she won the Rumble, was she was going to be able to pick her opponent for WrestleMania, because she's the champion going into the Rumble. Yeah. She didn't win. Spoilers. She didn't win the Rumble. So why is she now being given the power oh. to pick her opponent for WrestleMania? It's a great what? question there, Pete. Yeah. Great question. Yeah. And I... I <laughs> the show is terrible! <laughs> I shouldn't need to explain to anyone why that's really bad storytelling. Yeah. To say you're going to do a thing if you win, you lose, and then you do the thing anyway. Yeah. That's real bad. But turns out this was all part of some whatever because Charlotte then says, well, I picked Sasha Banks. And everyone went, wait, what? Okay. Um, Again, really anticlimactic way to announce that. No Banks here or anything. It was just a strange... Sure, whatever. Where's Sasha? (laughs) Where's Sasha in all this? She wasn't there that week. I'd sprint. I'm getting there before you change your mind. I was very confused. I di- I didn't buy any of this for a second, by the way, because I knew they'd announced that Ronda was here. They'd announced that Ronda was coming out. So I was like, okay, so it's going to be Ronda versus Charlotte then. So I didn't buy any of this at all. But Charlotte said she picked Sasha Banks and she was going to beat her at WrestleMania. And then out comes Ronda Rousey. And after her promo on Raw, where she said she hates all the fans and she hates everybody and everybody sucks. She then comes out all smiles, high-fiving fans down to the ring. Why? Sure. Ronda's the babyface in this feud. Uh Uh-oh. She comes down and says, actually, I choose you. Pokemon reference. I choose you for WrestleMania, Charlotte. And then Charlotte says, the title's my baby, and my baby is cuter than your baby. Got her. Sick burn. Bird. So then Rhonda takes off her jacket look, looking like she's going to fight. Sonya Deville then steps in and says, uh, actually, I run the show. You don't run the show. Ooh. If anything's going to get me pissed off, it's this. She mm-hmm. is Stephanie McMahon in a new yeah. form. Yeah. Everything's about yeah, me. Yeah. The authority figure that never wrestles. Yeah. Piss off. I never want to see an authority figure on a wrestling show again. See, but the thing is, though, Tempest, at the very least, the thing is, okay, I'm going to explain what happened first. (laughs) Sonya Deville then got her comeuppance, quote unquote. She tried to get involved. For some reason, she then tried to attack Ronda. All right, sure. And then Ronda laid her out, right? She hit her spinny Samoan drop thingy, whatever. But... Even when this authority figure gets her comeuppance, it's still bad because she had her jacket on. And they literally, <laughs> they, they clarified, they made a whole thing about how people can't touch her when they have a jacket on. They've just made Naomi look like an idiot because Ronda, she could have just beaten her up this whole time. Yeah. 
like, so what I have taken away from this segment is that Ronda Rousey is a star and Naomi is a punk. Correct. Naomi yeah. is just the biggest punk in WWE. Yes. You, you've been letting this woman do this to you for six months? And you've done nothing? And this, and Ronda Rousey walks in the first day. Someone steps to her and she like, I'm, I'm just going to tear your arm off. Yeah. Because it's a star. That's what Stone Cold Steve Austin would do. Book every baby face like they would be Stone Cold Steve Austin. If Stone Cold Steve Austin wouldn't do the thing that you're booking your baby face to do, don't do it. Yep. That is the philosophy. Just, I don't know, man. Like, yeah. What? Okay, so we got to the end goal of it's going to be Ronda versus Charlotte at Mania, which I think a lot of us called. You know, people were saying that it's going to be Ronda Becky. Lol. Why would it be? We want that. Um. So, yeah. I'm not excited about the prospect of Charlotte versus Ronda. I'm not excited about Reigns versus Goldberg. I'm not excited about Drew versus Mad Cat Moss. I'm not excited, excited about, about anything the, on this show, really. About the, the Usos of the Viking Raiders. They might have a good match. Life. They might have a good match, but this did nothing to build for it with their one minute, 20 second encounter <laughs> between Jimmy and Eric. Yeah. Also, what was the point of that entire segment of Sonya being like, she's chosen Becky, and then Charlotte being, I'll choose Sasha Banks? What, what was all that about? Like, <laughs> what was it for? If Ronda's just going to come out and be like, well, I'll choose you for Mania, what was the point in saying all of that before? I don't understand. This show was bad. That's how it went off the air. That was the whole show. I liked one and a half things on this episode. One and a what half. What was the half? What was the half? The opening promo. Heyman's promo. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. And then Goldberg came out and it got bad. But Heyman's part of the promo was good. And New Day versus Los Otharios was good. Everything yeah. else sucked. This was a bad this was a show. bad show. This was real bad. This was like... like nothing on this show was like super offensive to me until the main event you know mm. like insulting my intelligence because we've had shows like that before mm. so like i don't want to say that like this was one of the worst smackdowns that we've reviewed but it's it, pretty bad it's a different kind of bad yeah it's like so uninspired yeah. like i can't imagine putting this on a wrestling card and being like I'm... Oh, that's the show I'm genuinely curious because I haven't gone back and 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 looked at it. I'm genuinely curious as to how much of this is actually new content and how much of it is recaps <laughs> and ad breaks, yeah. ads for Two K Twenty Two, ads for WrestleMania, ads for the Royal Rumble. Like, how much of this is actually new content and how much of that new content isn't a repeat from last week or previous weeks? Like, I was about to say, I thought you were God. saying like they just aired the last Italia Aaliyah match. And they could have. No one to notice. They yeah. could have, you know. Jesus. Uh, this was this one out of five. Bad show. Yep. I I gave Star it a two. Man, to review. I was too nice. It's a one. Cyber Rampage. The better show. Let's talk about Rampage. Yeah. That show was big ass. That one. <laughs> that whole show sucked a lot of ass. Let's talk about Rampage, which didn't you suck as much ass. Man. Some Funny. parts of it kind of. I don't know if it sucked, but. This is a bit great. of a mixed bag to me. This was a mixed a bag bit. of a show, yeah. So it started off with Adam Cole versus Eva Luno. I will always pop for an Adam Cole entrance. He's great. Um, he won very quickly against very Eva Luno. Quickly. Everyone expected Cole to win, obviously. But I don't think anyone expected them to win. Something that AEW's done quite a lot is they very, very, very rarely do like squash matches. 
Yeah. If you even if someone you know if it's an Adam Cole versus a John Silver, if it's a you know th- th- they'll have someone who's clearly higher up in the hierarchy, they'll still have like a five to ten minute match against someone. Yeah, it'll be competitive. Yeah, it would still be a competitive match. They'll get a bit of offense in. This was a couple of minutes, and yeah. Adam Cole won very con- very convincingly, uh, which I think normally I I don't know. I don't think I have a problem with this because I think it played into the promo he had afterwards. Yeah. If there wasn't a promo, I would be very confused by this decision. Yes. 100%, yeah. But the the promo he did afterwards, I thought was really good. This. Yeah. Oof, this, this is my Adam Cole. This is, this is why Adam Cole is probably my favorite wrestler on the planet right now. This promo is exactly why I fell in love with Adam Cole. Just the ability to talk, have so much passion, not stumble on your words the whole time, and just, like, feel so natural with everything he's saying. Just being like, I don't care about Orange Cassidy. I don't care that I lost last week. None of that matters because my record is still 100%. This is a new Adam Cole. This is an Adam Cole that's going to take what he wants. I want the AEW world title. And I was like, I buy it. I'm with Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is really good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Chugs. I would have to believe that Hangman Page versus Adam Cole is the main event to the next pay-per-view. I hope so. I think it's going to be Hangman versus uh, versus Cole at Revolution. Yeah. Because like I looked at the, the rankings, and Adam Cole is second after Lance Archer. So mm-hmm. like Lance Archer loses the death match next week, and then it's Adam Cole. Simple. Yeah. There you go. I buy it. Yeah. And I, I like the fact that they reference him losing to Orange Cassidy. Granted, it's not on the record, but yeah. in the match where he lost against Orange Cassidy, it's fueled his character to do something more. And he's gone, no, I'm not going to take that lying down. I'm pissed off that I lost. So I'm going to go out and murder someone. And he did. He killed Evil Uno. It was great. Yeah. Poor Evil Uno. <laughs> yeah, poor Evil Uno. I was really expecting this to be like another PWG match, you know, mm-hmm. like the John Silver match. And it was just not that. Not at all just killed yeah. him which i i think worked with with the promo combined afterwards i thought it was okay yeah uh then had jade cargill saying she's going to remain undefeated cool cool then had sammy guevara versus isaiah cassidy i liked this match this was good fun i thought this was a very good match mm. i thought it got a little crowded near the end there's sure a little did. too much happening i just want i want these open challenge matches to sell themselves, you know. I don't need extra bells and whistles, everything mm-hmm. going on around it. Just give me a good match. Yeah. But, and yeah. it and it was a good match. There was some really good near falls, I thought, at some point. There was a point where Andrade caused uh, a distraction. He came out onto the uh onto the ramp with his entrance music that distracted Sammy, gave Isaiah Cassidy some very good near falls off that, I thought. Um but Sammy eventually came back, hit the go to hell for the win. And uh, then Darby Allen came out afterwards and saved Sammy Guevara from a beatdown after obviously he's having the kind of feud with Andrade right now. Um, but then afterwards, he kind of like hinted that he wanted the TNT title back. He was like hitting the the belts that Sammy's got and kind of just ironed him up a bit. Uh, sure. I don't buy all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think that Darby Allen would come to the defense of Sammy Guevara. No, I don't either. You know, like when they had their little feud like two years ago, they were a pair of guys where I would kind of think that like, oh, whenever they see each other, it's on site. 
Mm. You know, like they'll come back to each other over the years and they'll have more matches and they probably still will. But just because they're both baby faces, like their characters are so opposite. One's a vlogger. One's like a grungy punk goth man. You know, <laughs> I don't think that they would help each other. Uh, it's 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 cool. I'm not buying the Andrade thing right now. I want to see Andrade wrestle more often because I don't care about any of this Hardy family office stuff. I haven't cared about like a single non-wrestling segment that Andrade's been in. No, which is a shame. Also, at one point, because Chris Jericho was on commentary, he was like, oh, should I go down? Should I go down and help Sammy? Should I? Oh, I don't know. And then he didn't. Like, good job, mate. Yeah. And Darby came out after that. So, he was talking know. about like, oh, we're going to have a, a staff meeting or whatever it's called. Mandatory yeah. attendance next week. In the inner yeah. circle. Like the inner circle hasn't been seen together since like all out. <laughs> or I guess full gear when they had the match. But like, yeah. When was the last time Jake Hager was on TV? <laughs> I don't know. What's he been you up know? to? Yeah. It's like this faction doesn't exist anymore. No, not really. I kind of hope they split up the inner circle, I'll be honest, with this. Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I'm well know, over it. Because this this was my thing. I used to have this argument with with Louie, let's be honest. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would always talk about how uh, Santana and Ortiz aren't in a better spot, you know, having joined AEW and such mm-hmm. like that. I don't want to misquote him, but it was like complaining about their booking and everything. And my thought was that them just being associated with Chris Jericho gets them on TV more, gets them interacting mm-hmm. with a top star. You know, they can do trios matches. You can do whatever. And eventually they'll get their run. Still waiting for the run. Yeah. This feels like a Jericho faction. It feels like legacy where Randy Orton was the one who was the star. and They never worked mm-hmm. to get Cody Rhodes and Ted DiBiase over. It's like, yeah, I, yeah Sammy Guevara is kind of, picked himself up here but you know still waiting for santana and ortiz yep it's a shame yeah um we then had layla hirsch beating up chris statlander backstage what a chair shot that was she smoked her right in the back i was like hell yeah i want i want big things for layla hirsch i think she's really good i think layla hirsch is fantastic yeah i wanted to do more things we then got a match that's been hyped up for quite some few weeks now. Mercedes Martinez versus Thunder Rosa. Yeah. I thought this match was very good with a very bad finish. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't want to jump the gun and say bad. Because it's it's a anticlimactic or disappointing finish, let's say. Put it that way. Because uh they were having a good match. They were going back and forth. I thought Mercedes was putting on a really good performance as well. These two have fought quite a lot already, got good chemistry. Uh, but then they were brawling to the outside. And then she Mercedes Martinez just grabbed a lead pipe and smacked Thunder Rosa over the head with it. DQ finished Thunder Rosa wins, which is anticlimactic for sure. Didn't get a proper winner. Yeah, certainly made a choice. I, the thing is, okay, a DQ finish isn't inherently bad. We've seen AEW do DQ finishes correctly. We've seen it play into stories and all that stuff. And it was revealed after this in a backstage segment that Britt Baker was the one who brought in Mercedes Martinez, which 
I'm really confused on the dynamic of the thing, by the way, because yeah, you said really Mark Sterling gave me the check, but don't you forget yeah. who signed it? It's like, wait, why does Mark so, Sterling work for you? Mark yeah, Sterling so, is with wait, so, you gave, so Mark Sterling wrote the check, but you signed it. So then you helped Jade Cargill, but ultimately you were helping Britt Baker. I, like the wires are too crossed for me, right? Yeah. Um, but if that was the thing, she said she brought in Mercedes Martinez to take out Thunder Rosa. Right, that that's what she wanted. If the DQ finish had been Mercedes Martinez taking out Thunder Rosa, if it had yeah. been she'd injured her, you know, then I think I'd have been okay with it. If it had been revealed that hey, paid you to take her out, you took her out, good job. But no, she was saying like you didn't take her out, you hit her once, finished the job. So like for me, that undermines the finish because you're given a DQ finish without the resolution of Mercedes Martinez doing her job. So it's, uh, I'm not yeah. a huge fan of this finish. I'll be honest. Just don't do DQs. <laughs> like it's so hard to get a DQ right. You know, mm -hmm. there's a there's a far shorter list of ways to do a DQ right than to do a DQ wrong. Which is yeah. like every way. Just don't. You've been doing great for two years. <laughs> don't need to do it. You can find another way. Yeah. Just yeah. I don't understand. Like. Yeah. Why? Why yeah. why now we're going to do DQs in this match? I was excited for this match. Kind of disappointed now. Like brought yeah. Rampage down a peg when I saw this and, finish. And it's like, you know, afterwards the commentary team was saying like, you know, oh, I think this is just only going to aid to the grudge between these two. It's like, okay, so you want to do a rematch? Like, I'm, I'm less into the idea of the rematch now, honestly. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I thought it was, I don't think it was the right choice. Yeah. Um, we got a little video package for Serena Deeb. Then we got that backstage segment where Britt Baker was saying she was the one who brought in Mercedes Martinez. There's a little standoff between Mercedes Martinez and Jamie Hayter. There's a right match. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and she tells her to, to finish the job, take out Thunder Rosa, which I guess is leading to a Rosa Baker match at some point. I would think so. That could be maybe a revolution. Match, maybe got a month. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Um, and then we had the main event, which was Ricky Starks versus Jay Lethal for the FTW Championship. This God, was yeah. fun. Match. Yeah. Great it was match. real good. Uh, both of them looked real good coming out of this. I thought Jay Lethal hasn't really done all that much in AEW yet. I thought this was a very good like. This is a good match for him to yeah. dab on on. TV. Obviously, I know he has a, a huge history of great work, but um, on AEW TV, he's not done all that much yet. Uh, the finish of this match was sick. Yeah. <laughs> it was such a good counter. Going for the lethal injection and just countered into the Rochambeau. Oh, it, it looks so smooth. If you've not seen it, go and see it, because it was just the smoothest transition into it. Really good. Ricky Starts get, gets the win. Good stuff. Thumbs up all round. Yeah. I... It's tough because I was kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt because they've, they've earned it. Mm -hmm. and I was giving them time to tell this whole Dante Martin Team Taz thing. Sure. I feel like I'm waiting too long now. Yeah. You know, I feel like by now I need to hear a promo from Dante Martin. Mm -hmm. I, Absolutely. I don't know what his deal is. He joined Team Taz and he betrayed him like two weeks later. and We never really got a follow up to that because Leo Rush is gone. And he's had like four different mentors. Like, I need this to focus up a little bit. 
you know? <sighs> that's, that's just that one aspect of it. When this match gets in the ring, I don't care about anything else. I just watched a good match. Mm. It's like I see Dante Martin, I was just like, what do you want? What's your goal here? What's the motivation? I need to know these things if I'm going to mm-hmm. care about the character because I really like Dante Martin. Great wrestler. I want to care about the character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was a good match to end the show, though. Um, yeah. It was... I don't know whether this was a three or a four out of five episode. Yeah. Somewhere around there. The more I think about like it, the more four. I think it's a three. Yeah. You know? You had like a three-minute match in the opener. Then you had a DQ in the women's match. Like, those are two, mm. like, bringing down a point. Two negative ones, if you will. See, yeah. we're not biased. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we, we we say it like it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was an okay episode of Rampage. Three out of five. Let's get into the rest of your... Nope. Before we get into the rest of your old chats, we have to say thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. If you haven't been to our Patreon yet, you really should because the poll right now is up for WrestleTalk Extra for February. Uh, currently in the lead, I believe, is No Way Out 2009. Great show. Which That's is the, really the, the Edge show yeah. you might be familiar with of uh, Edge losing the first Elimination Chamber then forcing himself into the second one later in the night. Good show, that. Believe in second, though. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, But I believe in second place right now is No Way Out 2001. So, you know. Also really good. Yeah. So, go vote and see if you guys want to see the WrestleTalk Extra show. Go vote. Uh, Also, if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Brandon. I just make the lists. Sires. Abominable Michael Abbott. The British Bulldog Philip Boy J. Smith Jr. Yeah. He's a sexy man, not an Andrew Gross man. Fantastic Mr. Good Old Fox. Yeah. He's no jackass, Dano. The roller coaster, Robert Acosta. WrestleTalk's personal ring announcer, Rodrigo Benitez. Shield Maiden, the Zornice. Barbaric Garrick Morgan. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation Patrol. And finally, Ronald Coleman, baby. (laughs) Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers. Let's get into the rest of your ultra chats here last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support 
get those and we're going to read out all the ones that are five us dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air vandalia 1998 says when goldberg came back to face roman do you think they should have brought up the fact that roman didn't face him the last time they had a challenge i know it was because of the pandemic in reality but it would have been a nice callback story-wise they should yeah, have brought up the fact could, the match yeah, didn't you could happen. do that you could do something like that yeah yeah totally Bazo Banks said, uh, I've got a bone to pick with this company. They had Becky, Bianca, and Charlotte Sasha right there, perfect for them, and willfully chose to do a Ronda-Charlotte match that no one asked for, and once again, pushing aside a current talent for an outside name for what? And we know they're doing Becky-Ronda next year, so if Bianca beats Becky, she's probably dropping it back to Becky because they're going to want the title involved, even though it doesn't need to be, making everything before it pointless. God, I hate it here. Yeah. You know... And all that, all that, Rhonda, Charlotte, Becky, who's getting over? What's the end result of this? Who's going to look better for all this? Did you go out of WrestleMania? Who wins? Rhonda or Charlotte? I don't care. I don't care. I don't yeah. care. And then you go to the next year, it's Becky and Rhonda, and I don't care again. God damn. Give me Becky or give me uh, Ronda against Bianca or something. Yeah. You know, that's something. Put over a new star. I'd like it. There. Riot DR said, most of SmackDown feels like a weird time loop, Prince of Persia style, where only a few are aware of it. How in the world do we have Aaliyah versus Natalia again, even if it is dungeon rules? She's lost in every way possible. Sans KO. Also, Zyali exists. <sighs> yeah. I love that they were like, Okay, you're gonna have a no DQ match. He's like a dungeon style match. Like, no, <laughs> no DQ match. Not everything's about your basement. <laughs> uh, Jack Nichols says uh, after getting the trademark for Gunther Stark, Vince looked down at his Survivor Series '98 Deadly Games pay per view mug and uttered, "Skulls, Bruce, are we the baddies?" <laughs> Hope you guys are well. What's your favorite Ron Harris match? None of them. Harris Brothers yep. are dicks. They're the ones with like the, the SS tattoos or something. That's not Pretty great. Sure. Yeah, bad. Yeah. Don't don't get those tattoos, people. Nope. Lord Flappington, great name, said, uh, first timer, welcome to the time loop, lads. There is no escape. Seriously, though, it seems like WWE just repeats the same stuff that worked ages ago, see the fan backlash when they wanted something new, and then just do it again. The definition of insanity much? Yeah. Yeah. See, the problem is something like this will work one time. You'll get like a Daniel Bryan who gets over in spite of what you're doing to him. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, well, it works. The thing that we're doing works, not realizing it has nothing to do with them. <laughs> yeah, then they just keep booking all the baby faces to lose and look like idiots forever and ever. I'm just like, I don't understand why it's not working. Yeah. Matthew Robinson said, I have a thought about the Rumble. I think Brock should have taken someone out to enter the Rumble like Becky did to enter her Rumble. What do you guys think? God bless you guys with all the Goldberg stuff. Yeah. Sure. Give me a reason why Cesaro wasn't in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Well, like Cesaro was 30. But the thing yeah. is, like, that's such a heel move. If Brock came out and, yeah. and beat him up and he's supposed to be the baby face. I don't know, man. Or you just put Cesaro in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah. Take out Mad Cat Moss. Have Brock kill him. Yeah. 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 Have Mad Cat Moss at 30. Yeah. And have Brock kill him. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah. Um, 
scent of a Wookiee said Rampage is a great show and does exactly what it needs to, creating and developing multiple engaging storylines through great matches and nuanced segment, uh, segments. Making Martinez a part of the Baker Rosa feud was a genius move that made the DQ finish make sense. Yeah, I mean, I think we basically like gave our thoughts on all that. Yeah, but I agree yeah. that like most of the time Rampage is really good at just like developing things through yeah. little nuances and such. Mm-hmm. Wilson Simon says, uh, is Hangman the worst AEW world champion so far, and how do they oh, fix it? This is not something I want to talk about, and I've gotten away with it so far because Hangman doesn't wrestle on Rampage. What are they doing to my cowboy? Not uh, featuring him enough. That's what it is. Uh, it's tough. Yep. It's more rough. I don't want to badmouth my cowboy, but yeah it's not his fault he still does well whenever he whenever he comes out and does the segments and all that and he's trying his hardest he's just barely featured he doesn't wrestle he's barely featured and when he is it's like for two minute segments somewhere in the middle of the show you know i i understand that he's just gotten through with the whole brian danielson thing mm -hmm. right and that was like really good there are a mm -hmm. couple really good matches there's not a lot of story there and for, like, three years, the hook for Hangman Page was the story. Now I'm just kind of being asked to get into him as the guy, mm -hmm. as opposed to what the story is that Hangman is involved in. Because, like, again, it doesn't have to be, like, week to week. Like, he was feuding with Matt Hardy last year, you know? Sure. Like, he was feuding with Brian Cage. It doesn't all have to connect. But there was still the thread there. Like, he was still drinking. He was still with the Dark Order. He was still developing that character. Now he's not even, like, with the Dark Order. Give me Dark Order segments backstage where Hangman Page is with them. Stuff like that. I don't, I don't care about him facing Lance Archer. I'm sorry. You know? There's a lot of things interesting in AEW right now. Like, John Moxley, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, MJF. This isn't one of them. And for a long time, Hangman Page was like the number one most interesting thing to me about this company. Fix it, please. Yep. I'm <laughs> hoping that after the Archer thing is out of the way and we do get into Adam Cole, Adam Page, I think that's when they might care. I agree. And they might start featuring it a bit more. I hope so anyway. Yeah. He's like a he's the world champion in like the middle of the show. Yeah. It's, it's like weird. here's the Hangman Page. So I mean he got put through a table. That's it. He doesn't feel like the star of the show. As I should smack my computer. <laughs> uh, Mayor Painsville Dan said, uh, Hi, Pete and Tempest. Hope you're doing well. Let's talk about Legends Arceus. I was really skeptical about it, and it's much better on uh, and much better on TV and in handheld mode. Uh, but in the end, it rules. I hope this gets a DLC because I need more. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I gotta um, set aside some time for some Pokemans. Also, I'm just gonna show that people when you're on the lock screen and you unlock your switch if you if you press the right bumper button three times it does a horn <laughs> it's the greatest i love it oh uh, yeah um anyway i love legends arceus i'm gonna play it more after this probably uh one more chat from jedediah steel who's been a member member for six months in a row thank you so much he says, AEW has a problem with booking champions in general. Hangman is just the latest victim. I don't know if I uh, like that. 
I don't necessarily agree with that. I think, like, I was going to say that they're not very good at booking babyface champions, but I think Moxley was a good babyface champion. So, like, yeah, I don't think that's true. Darby was a good TNT champion. Yeah. I think Cody was a good TNT champion the first time around. Sure was. Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I can agree with that. Yeah. So I've got an email here from uh, Ethan. We're still talking about Pokemon. Who says, "Good time of day, LAW." So far in the new amazing Pokemon game, what is your favorite Hisui variant Pokemon? More importantly, who did you pick for the starter? Cyndaquil is the correct answer. Cyndaquil. Yeah. Uh, regards to you. Thank you very much, Ethan. Favorite Hisui variant? I guess not. I don't want to spoil you if you haven't seen them. I haven't really seen any of them other than just ones that have been promoted and such and, yeah. you know, advertising and such. I can't remember what's been advertised or not, because I think I saw the first trailer for the game and then didn't look at literally anything else. Yeah. So. It's like, I know that there's like a Voltorb that looks weird. It appears to be mm. made of wood. Mm. That's all I got. I didn't even know that. I can't even remember seeing that. Yeah, uh, it looks like the Pokeballs that are in this game. Oh, that's cool. I like yeah. it. Um, I've, Honestly, I'm really liking Typhlosion. And also Growlithe slash Arcanine. Right, yeah. Very good. Like Fluffy both. boy. Fluffy boy. Yeah, very good. Um, and I'm also liking the fact that there's a lot more evolutions in this one. Just straight evolutions, not like, like you know. That. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of bringing back older Pokemon and giving them a proper evolution. Big fan. So yeah, that's, that's me. Um, said... Uh, well, it literally said the first line of his email said, from vacant. Screwed the pooch on that one, didn't I? <clears throat> hey, on the audio podcast. Hey, Vinny, on the audio podcast bit of this, reckon you could just like edit that name out? Thanks, bud. Um, I guess for Pledgehammers, you can hear it. Uh, from vacant. <laughs> dear, dear LIW, I heard you complain about the drift on your Joy-Cons. Just wanted to let you know that Nintendo does offer free repair for them. Get them all fixed and save your hundred bucks. LIW for life. Can they coexist? Yes, of course we can. Yeah, why wouldn't we coexist? We have yeah. no reason not to coexist. Exactly, yeah. We've only ever coexisted. Exactly. Um, do they offer free? Do you I have to like ship? So it's like send it there's yourself? something to it. It's not as simple a process as it sounds. I think no. I've definitely looked into it before because like I've had I think two pairs that have just gone on me. Yeah, it's so annoying. Just make a better system. <laughs> it's very stupid. Yeah. Um. Uh, I am going to read out this one here. It's quite a long email, so I might have to cut it down a bit. But we've got one here from Misha talks about the legend of vox machina aka the greatest tv tv show to ever exist um said uh monopolizing the podcast outro and not caring in any way because talking about good writing slash plotting slash pacing is balm for the soul after having to sit through wwe programming which has n which has none of those characteristics um so they say so i'm a relative newcomer to critical row uh, critical Role, only got into it when I started playing uh, in a campaign setting on Wildmount run by a DM who is a massive critter. Um, 
listened to a bit of campaign two, but didn't have enough time for a full catch up before campaign three started loving that though, and decided to leave campaign one untouched because I knew the series was coming. Uh, so I don't have the prior knowledge, spot the foreshadowing and references. They did the thing moments. Um, but what I do have is 20 odd years playing uh, tabletop role playing games. And I can imagine the table conversations going on while events are transpiring. I, in my opinion, the beauty of the show is how well it captures the feeling of being an animated D&D campaign rather than an animated fantasy story, which is an impressive feat. I will never get over the fact that campaign one and two intro includes a reference to an entire party failing their perception checks, which is 100% on brand for the average group. The jam is back. LOW for life. Yada, yada, yada. Stay safe both. Thanks. Uh, and then says... P.S. For balance, Tempest. You're not the only one completely left behind by modern Yu-Gi-Oh. I'd imported Toon World deck back in the day, but even Pegasus himself, I and all, would be going at you what, mate, at the current state of things. Uh, so what hope do us mere mortals have? I've got some Toon monsters. Mm. They're in a little binder thingy over there. Yeah. I never got all the way to making a deck with them, but yeah. It's just too complicated. I don't want to think that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... There was a follow-up email that Misha has done about episodes four to six, which came out yesterday, but I've only seen episode four. I haven't seen episode five and six yet, so I'm not going to read it. Um, no spoilers. No spoilers, but I watched episode four. Oh, it's good though, isn't it? Oh, real excited for the next lot. Can't wait for that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm th thoroughly uh, on board with... All of the Vox Machina show. If you guys have watched those of Vox Machina, email me because I want to talk about it more. Because it's great and I love it. And it's the greatest thing ever. Also, you may notice I've, I've got my, my championship now. Yay! I Yay! picked it up from the office yesterday. Uh, which is great. So now I now I'm, can actually be officially recognized as the Tribal Pete. That's yeah. nice. I will admit, genuinely. Characters aside and everything. I just like having the title. It's, just like, it's, my, it's my baby. Yeah, you worked hard on it. You're allowed to yeah. pose with it, do whatever you want yeah. with it, sleep with it. I had it. to do a um uh for various uh promotional things, so for social media pictures, for graphics, for um any sort of uh pictures or, or graphics or anything we make. Has to do a little little photo shoot with with the belt, um, doing all manner of poses. Uh, so it was literally as I just recorded the news this morning. I just kept the the setup up and then just posed a bunch with the belt. I did feel like a proper idiot, but I think I got some some good shots out of it. It's just weird having to just kind of pose for a bit with no one there to direct me or anything. It's just me standing there on a green screen, just going, "Yeah, I got I got a belt. Look at me go." And it's weird. I got a belt. Look at me go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that, actually. Yeah, yeah. funnily enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, I have nothing else to talk about. No, I have one more thing to talk about, actually. Oh. And that's something that's very exciting, Tempest, is that I'm probably going to be, maybe not anytime soon just yet, going to be running a little D&D little one-shot and and someone else that's in this in this chat right now might be playing in it. Tempest. Crazy. <gasps> First I, have no idea. I have no idea how to do anything. I'm going to be so lost, but... It's going to be great. I will uh, guide you. Fair not. It's going to be good. I'm going to be... come up with some crazy ideas. <laughs> Just bear in mind, this is going to be a one-shot. 
So uh-huh. all like the backstory and all that stuff, probably not going to come out that much because it's one shot. But you can have some yeah, fun like ideas for a character, though. Yeah, I'm not going to. I like to be. I like to be mysterious. You don't need to know my backstory. That's fine. That's all. That's all good for a one shot. That's all you need. So yeah, we might be doing. Might be getting some updates once we made Tempest character. We might be having some <laughs> updates when the one shots happening and all that stuff. <clears throat> oh my god, all that <clears throat> stuff. Uh, so yeah, stay, stay, stay tuned for a little little D and D update featuring LAW. It's gonna be a good time. Anyway, that's gonna do it. This episode of the Rest Talk podcast. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> us getting angry about SmackDown. Probably it was a bad. Show, though, the yeah. Um. So we'll be back soon with um. What have we got next week? It's not next week, is it? No, it's week after is the Saudi show. So next week's just going to be all the week leading into the go-home week. So we just got the regular, regular, regular ass content with Raw and NXT and Dynamite and the Friday show and SmackDown and Rampage again. So stay tuned. Thank you very you much for listening. We were making ass content. We are making regular ass content that's exactly regular it. ass content i am an to... ass man bow bow. Bow, bow yeah um thank you so much for listening everyone really do appreciate it we love you very much stay safe and goodbye